This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to the Church Boys Freefall Q&A. Hey, it's Billy Hollowell here for the Church Boys Q&A series, and I've got one of my friends on today, which which I'm really excited about. It's John Irwin, um, and John and his brother Andy, you may know them from a number of films that they've made, Mom's Night Out, October Baby, and now they've got a new movie that's coming out, and I'm really excited. I haven't seen it yet, but I've, I've seen some pieces of it, and I'm pretty pumped about it, and that movie is Woodlawn. How you doing today, John? Hey, Billy, how you doing, man? It's, good. it's great to be with you, and uh, it's an exciting day for me, man. Thanks for having me on. No, no problem, no problem. So so you guys have put the trailer out now, and, I mean, obviously, this is one of those movies you hear the name, and I, mean, I guess a lot of films, you don't really know what it's about based on based on just the name itself. And and then yeah. when, you, when you learn a little bit about the history of it, it's just, it's a really fascinating story. So let me just throw it out to you and ask you, um, you know, what is the premise? And this is sort of a loaded question, but what's the, what's the premise of Woodlawn? Yeah, that's a great question. Woodlawn is a true story, uh, which I love. Uh, I love that it's true, uh, and I think it's an incredibly relevant story, and I love true stories. This is a film we've wanted to make for a long time, and it basically uh, tells the story of Woodlawn High School, Birmingham, Alabama, which is obviously my hometown, and uh, 1973, uh, and Woodlawn was one of the last schools to integrate, and there was a lot of tension and violence at the school. And uh, and in fact, the FBI wanted to shut it down. And in the midst of that, uh, you know, a lot of this is happening all over the country because of something that became, became known as the Jesus Movement. Uh, kind of a spiritual awakening, a revival started at the school, and it started on the football team. And uh, literally 44 of 48 players uh, made a decision for Christ in the same night, and, and they committed themselves to this ideal of loving God and loving each other in a school and city that had no clue what that really meant. Obviously, Birmingham had a lot of problems in the 60s, that every, as everyone knows, uh, as it uh, deals with the race issue. And So wait a minute, wait a minute. 40, unbelievable. 44 out of 48 became Christians. Of, of 44 these. out of 48 players, like the whole team, uh, nearly uh, became Christians in one night, and and they decided to really love each other in a city that, that really didn't see that very often. And uh, they started to win because of it. And out of that, there's a quiet kid on the team named Tony Nathan. Uh, and and they put him in a tailback. He made a decision that night, one of the only uh, black athletes on the team. And it was like Superman putting on his cake. This kid just had a gift. And uh, and because of the love and unity, the team started to win and, and went on this unprecedented streak. Uh, and it really started to change the school. It started to spread the whole school. And this spiritual awakening literally saved the school and shook the city, and uh, and it led to the largest game that's ever been played in the state of Alabama, the largest high school game ever played in the state, and uh, Bear Bryant, who's played by Academy Award winner John Boyd in the movie, uh, uh, recruited Tony Hadley. He's one of the first African-American athletes at the University of Alabama. So it's an incredible, on the one hand, it's an incredible triumphant, destiny story of a kid with a gift, you know, and, and the power of love and unity. But on the other hand, especially with a lot of the issues that we're, that we're dealing with today, I think it's a great reminder uh, that uh, the power of, of love and the fact that love can conquer hatred and that message of Christianity, uh, you know, is love and unity. And when that is modeled out by any group of people, things change. And 
law is proof that that works, and I think that's a very relevant message today. Yeah, and it's interesting to me, right, because I, I know you and we talk, obviously, off of these sorts of interviews, and I knew that you guys were working on this. And then, you know, last year you filmed this, right? What month did you guys film yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, say that again? What month was it that you guys filmed last year? Was you know, it, it was interesting because uh, we were filming, uh, in, you know, October, November, all the way up through Christmas, and one of our actors was actually, um, he's from Ferguson, and, and uh, it, it was crazy that everything that we were filming was actually playing out uh, on television. And we even said to him, look, you can, um, uh, you can go home, we can redo the schedule. And he said, no, this is why we're making this movie, uh, because this is the answer to what's going on in my hometown. And so you just see that, you know, unfortunately, I think just because of who we are as human beings, you know, uh, a lot of this stuff resurfaces. And I think hatred is... is one of those things, you can't just stop hating. It's built into our nature as human beings. And hatred has to be overcome by something stronger. And uh, Woodlawn has proved that love can overcome hatred. And that, that this simple ideal, you know, set out, set forth by Jesus, of everything is summed up in this, you know, love God and love each other. You know, love your neighbor, love your enemy. Uh, you know, is powerful. And, and it works. And it, it, with Woodlawn, actually... What led to the, this game, where the largest game that's ever played in the state, was that Woodlawn had a hated rival. Uh, Banks was their rival. They hated them. There was a lot of violence between the two schools. And Woodlawn decided to go share their story with Banks, their rival. And the same thing happened at Banks, uh, which was also struggling with the, with the racism issue. And the entire team, led by their coach, who, by the way, came to stop the event because he thought Jesus would make it a good week, He's the first one down the aisle with his whole team. And so it spread to their rival. And then these two teams, thanks to Woodlock, went on this collision course towards the end of the season and played the largest game uh, that's ever played in the state. So I just think the story is an incredible testimony to the power uh, of Christianity and the power of love and the power of any group of people uh, that decides to step out uh, of, the, of the norm and of the status quo and live differently. Uh, it's a great, great story. And what's crazy to me is just talking through sort of what you just said, which was you guys were filming, you have an actor who's from Ferguson, you're filming while everything is happening. I mean, let's face it, it was pretty ugly last fall, um, you know, in the aftermath of that. And so, you know, in a weird way, it's almost like you, I I mean, when did you guys, before I make an assumption, when did you guys come up with the idea for this film? You know, when was that that you started talking through the plot? Well, Woodlawn, the cool thing about Woodlawn is it's a story that we heard as, as children, you know, being from Alabama. Uh, obviously, this game kind of exists in the legend. I remember my dad, uh, you know, actually shared the Woodlawn story with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at the University of Alabama. I was like 10 years old. You know, so we heard this story and, and thought, man, this was, you know, growing up, you know, we've, we've really tried to earn this movie. And so it's really just been a question of play. It's obviously a big, expensive movie. It's one of the most expensive independent Christian films since The Passion. And uh, because it's 1970s football, it's huge, the big canvas. And so we really tried to earn it. But, but trying to decide when to make it was crucial. And one of the guys that's really helped us, um, you know, really work with the local church is, is Pastor Michael Catt, a Sherwood Baptist, obviously, his church, and, uh, you know, did so much for Christian film at the real story with their church making face of the giant, probably been courageous. And it was Pastor Cat that said probably six months before we shot the film, uh, or even about three months before we shot the film, you know, last summer, he said, you know, we were either going to film it last fall or we were going to film it like this 
summer and release it you know, next year. And he said, you know what, I think you need to go make this movie right now. I think the world is going to be ready for this movie. I think the world is going to need this movie. And those words were almost pathetic in a way. Because, again, as we started shooting, you know, literally the scenes that we were dramatizing uh, from, from our history were in many ways playing themselves out on television. And that must have been surreal. We I need mean, this message. That must have been surreal for you guys to be... I mean, it's 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 a if you look through sort of how the Christian church has handled this, there have been a lot of forums, there's been a lot of discussion, but the fact of the matter is these things tend to fizzle out and they're not really dealt with. And when something like, you know, the Michael Brown case and then the aftermath of it, um, you know, I'm not placing blame on, on any particular part of that for why this happened, but we have this sort of explosion, right? And then we have to try to figure out, well, what are we going to do to fix it? We really don't get to that point a lot of times, but here you are with this project that really could bring people to that point of having a discussion about it and seeing how people dealt with this, you know, decades ago. It's kind of it's kind of fascinating, and you use the word prophetic. I mean, it, it is kind of odd the timing of this. Yeah, I, I think that's what's interesting is, is that I think when things like this come up. Uh, you know, in our society, in our culture, it's very similar to what happened at Woodlawn. You know, obviously, in the 1960s, you know, Birmingham was the focal point of civil rights, and uh, and there was so much animosity and, and, and hatred uh, that sprang up out of Birmingham, and the city was really wounded, the city was really ripped in half, and at, as with any trauma or pain like that, the first stage is you just want to deny that it happened, and, and I think in a lot of ways that, that's what happened. Well, then you have, uh, in the early 70s, busing and integration, and when that happened, and you had, like, with Woodlawn, you know, 500 kids bus from Bates High School to, to Woodlawn High School, where there's 2,500 kids, neither group really wants to be there, all this pain under the surface just blows up in, in violence and, and all that stuff, and that's what was happening at Woodlawn, and it showed that, man, there's still some deep wounds that need to be dealt with. And and I think the power of the gospel and the power of, of, of love and the power of forgiveness is really what really healed those wounds, you know. And and, and uh, local clergy say what happened in Birmingham was really a revival and a, and a time of healing that lasted 10 years And uh, in Birmingham. And I'm a testament to that because growing up in Birmingham, uh, I don't—racism is not something that I think about uh, when I think about my city. Uh, things have changed here, and they've changed for the better. And it was cool to kind of go back and see that change. And I think when you look at our society, you see the same thing, that, okay, uh, it's obvious that there's still some wounds underneath the surface that have not been dealt with. And and we see that, you know, we, we try to deny their existence as long as we can, and then something will happen, and, and then there'll be this, this kind of explosion. And, uh, and I think it just shows that there's still some healing that needs to happen in our society and in our culture. And so you got to think, what's the solution, you know? And, and I really believe that um, that the idea of, of making a conscious choice to model love, to love each other, uh, and it, 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 that is that is a, a medicine that can heal wounds. And I think Woodlawn is is proof of that. And, uh, and I think it's something that we should all look at. And I hope that it's it's it's, it's looking at the issue uh, of racism through the lens of hope and restoration and freedom and forgiveness, uh, because you know this is the, the after civil rights story. And that was really one of the cool things about Woodlawn is 
Tony Nathan being the first kind of African-American superstar in the city. And then uh, what was happening is like the football field was a place for the city to begin to heal. It was that kind of neutral location uh, that the city could begin to heal. And I, I think that's a powerful story and a powerful theme. And I think there's a lot to model from it, you know, and I, and I hope that Woodlawn, um, you know, basically it, it instigates other churches, groups, football teams, whatever, making that same Woodlawn decision of, hey, you know what? We're going to love each other. And we're going to love each other. We're going to choose to love God and love each other in a way that culture is not modeling right now. And we're going to model it for them and step out. And uh, I think that that's a bold decision, and I think great things can come from it. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's something that society needs. I, I guess there's that that debate of, you know, well, how does it happen? Is it personal responsibility versus, you know, the system and all these things? But I think what you're speaking to is is more of putting a focus on the gospel as a corrective measure to sort of help fix human nature, right? And, um, and all those other yeah. debates can be had. But I think, you know, when you see a story like what you guys are going to present, it shows you a lens through which, and I, and I love that it's a true story, through which you can almost replicate the sort of restoration that you guys are presenting there. Yeah, and that's what I love about, there's a scene in the movie where Sean Astin says, you know, and this was, you know, from some actually photography, you can Google, you know, civil rights in Birmingham, and a lot of photography comes up from Woodlawn High School, boycotts at Woodlawn High School. And, you know, these, these, these images, it's like, paper that says white power with a swastika, you know, and, and and this is a very real thing, and so Sean had one of these things, he played the chaplain on the team, and, and he says very clearly, Christianity and what's written on this paper cannot coexist, you have to make a choice, uh, uh, and, you know, it's one or the other, and I'm challenging you to, you know, he says, you know, my city, it's it, 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 it's done nothing but hate for so long, it, it's lost its ability to believe, and we need someone to show us a new way, you know, and someone to show us what it means to, to love each other. And so that's what I love about Woodlawn is there's an incredible opportunity for kind of audience participation to go back to your team, to your school, to whatever, and say, you know, this was a pretty good idea when Jesus said that, you know, we should love each other. We should love our enemies. We should love our neighbor. And I think we really had drifted from that. Uh, and, and it would be cool to see groups of people saying, you know what, let's, let's show our communities, let's show our city, let's show our state, let's show our nation what it means to really love each other. And I think that's what we really need, and I think Woodlawn's proof. And, and I think you can argue whether or not Christianity is true, but Woodlawn is an undeniable story to say that Christianity works in, in a in a environment of tension and hatred and racism. It works. Now, did you were you able to interact with and have a lot of those you know you had the 44 players right who who became Christians were you able to interact with yeah. some of those people and talk with them while you were putting the film together yeah so Andy and I's history is we're documentary filmmakers and so um, you know that was our, our first project was uh, oh gosh way back in 2006 the first long form we did was with uh, the cross of the towers story and 9-11 story about the guys brave men and women that, that rebuilt that site and the cross they found in the rubble and the symbol of hope that it became. And so very near, near and dear to our heart to find the true story and to discover it and to mine it out and really explore it. And that was the big question. Did this decision stick? Uh, was it real to these people? And, uh, and so we did, uh, oh, for months, we did uh, actual interviews with, um, with people that 
story. And those interviews were so powerful uh, that, in fact, one of the first credits in the film is going to be a website where you can go see the true Woodlock story uh, because the interviews were incredible and incredibly powerful. And it was amazing to see the lifelong changes that that decision at that time uh, made in these people's lives and, and, uh, and, and, and the change that it made in the city and to track that, that, that the city really did change for the better in that time. And so we interviewed uh, just about, I mean, dozens and dozens of people that lived the story, the football players, the people that went to Willow High School, and, and, and the eyewitnesses, and, uh, and it's just a powerful story. And, and it, does, it, it is absolutely true, of course. As with any movie, there's, there's liberties taken to basically to compress the story into a two-hour form to create composite characters because you just can't even tell everyone's story. But but uh, this is an absolutely true story. And, and what you're going to see on screen absolutely happens. Well, and, uh, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool because that's the main question people have when they read the script and when they're seeing the movie is, did this really happen? Can this really happen? And the answer is yes. And maybe if it happened once, maybe it can happen again. I love it. And I think, you know, it's so funny because you look back and you're like, wow, maybe maybe God is using me for something. I know that's what a lot of people would think. You know, maybe God is using yeah. me for something as I'm making this film that I've that I've been interested in almost my entire life, hearing about these themes and this story, this amazing story, and now I have a chance to put it on the big screen and all these other things are happening in the world that surround that Oh, yeah, topic. man. I think this is going to be the first kind of true Irwin Brothers film in the sense that, um, you know, we work for ESPN. You know, I've lied about my age, but I'm 15 to become a cameraman for ESPN. <laughs> we did that for we did that for 10 years. It just had the time of our life. And so we've always wanted to give the audience football maybe in a way they haven't seen it before and and really immerse the audience in the game uh you know and and we've really tried to do that and i think it really does live up uh to that goal and so i think that you know from our music video background and you know a lot of the a lot of the you know i see the number one music video of all time was maybe the for skillet and it was just blowing a bunch of stuff up you know and, and and we're very good at that and so i think it's the first time that we can tell a really emotional story uh that's very powerful and very uh, appealing and central uh, to, to the church, but do it in a real epic way that, that had uh, a real scale to it. And, uh, and I think maybe that, to me, that's the, that's the, the next uh, thing that we should strive for in Christian film is, you know, we're just being outdone for our culture. And, and, uh, and there's not any difference in the, in the ticket price at, at the theater uh, based off the cost of the movie, you know, $1 million movie. Uh, cost the same for the consumer as a one hundred million dollar movie, and so I like that that we're really uh, this film is a good bit bigger than anything we've ever done, and, and a good bit bigger uh, than anything that's been done uh, in a while in, in Christian films. And I hope that people enjoy that scale and production value and entertainment value, but they also understand that they're being entertained, uh, you know, for a purpose. And I think, especially with some of the stigma that's being placed on uh, Christians right now in my opinion, unjustly, uh, you know, uh, being called haters and things of that nature, uh, that's just not true and that's not consistent with history. And I think that uh, when you look through the lens of history, even to civil rights, pastors were the champions of civil rights. Martin Luther King was a pastor. And, 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 uh, and great good has come from uh, Christianity when it's correctly practiced. And, and Jesus gave us the key, the essence of Christianity, is to love God and love people. And when you do that, and you do that boldly 
and things change and situations that seem impossible uh, change and Woodlawn has proved uh, that it can work and so I'm really excited about this movie I, I think it's a I hope it's a tool uh, for Christians and I hope it motivates people to make that same kind of Woodlawn decision uh, to, uh, in their communities and, and in their sphere of influence I love it well listen thank you John for coming on we're definitely going to have you back Oh man, hey, love hanging out with you, Billy, whenever I can, and I uh, love, you know, we're, we're excited that the trailer is uh, is now online, uh, we're really trying to, to push it out there this weekend, so I'd love everyone to go check it out, and uh, I will see you at the movie. Alright, alright, I'll make sure we link out to the movie and embed the trailer, and thanks again for uh, for taking the time. Alright, buddy, take care, bye-bye.